welcome to Inside the Mind of a podcast where I like to dive deeper into the minds of some of my favorite people and people who inspire me in the wrestling community. I am your hostess with the most is Katie Kinsey, baby. Baby. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, joined with me is uh, the co-host, I guess we can call you, of the number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub, Smackin' It Raw, the host of Stray Talk. He is known as Pornhub Poppy, SES Vince, Daddy Delgado. Of course, I'm talking about Vince Delgado. How you doing? Hey, hey, Katie. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm doing well. Oh, no. Th- thank you for being on. I'm excited. I'm honored to be here. I can't wait to chat with you for a little bit and just get inside the mind of this guy right here. And this guy. This fucking this guy. guy right? Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, people might not know that we used to work together on yeah. SmackDraw. Uh, yeah. You were ba- basically on your way out as I was my- on my way in. Yeah, we were like the AJ Styles and Finn Balor of the Bullet Club. Finn Balor leaving, AJ Styles coming in. You know, like, I kind of, like, helped steer the ship when it was first starting off, just like Finn Balor. And then, just like AJ Styles, you took things to the next level and just propelled that show off. Compliments get you nowhere, Vince. Really? Really? I feel like they do. We'll see. We'll see how this interview goes. See we'll see where these compliments get me. We'll see. I mean, who knows? All right. But yeah, so we got to do a few shows together, and then you joined Smackin' It Raw. Uh, I got mm-hmm. to work with you, obviously, on that. We just did the mock draft where you won somehow. The people spoke, Katie. The, the pe- people spoke, the people spoke. wrong. Because if they would have seen the first draft we did, Matt and I smoked you. There's no proof of that. And there's no proof that you smoked me whatsoever. I'd like to believe that we were equally, all had very good rosters. The only thing you managed to smoke me on is claiming all my Latinos that I wanted to claim. I think I got like a handful, but you got the majority of all my Latino wrestlers that I wanted. I did. And that was my pride and joy. (laughs) <laughs> you also stole Seamus from me this year, so there's that too. Yeah, which is why your Seamus gimmick is dead. Uh, R.I.P. Uh, if it makes you feel any better, R.I.P. If it makes you feel any better, I took I took it off from my Twitter file, so that's already updated. <laughs> Did you really? I, I updated it as soon as I lost the as soon as I I uh, finished doing the recording for the show. I'm like, well, gimmick's dead. Maybe I should get rid of it from my bio. So I got rid of it from my bio, and then on the latest episode of uh, Smackin' Raw. Um, after the draft is when I went ahead and just like conceded to like rel- relinquishing the gimmick, which it was fun. It was fun while it lasted, but I w- I'd be lying to you if it wasn't a little heavy on the workload to try to keep it up. It was a lot. It you became a, a monster. Well, for, well, yeah, because like uh, I started off just like all I did, and you can blame TC and Young Kings Wrestling for that. All I did was like shame it. Seamus is mid at best. That was not me taking shots at Seamus, not saying he wasn't good. I'm just saying he's a mid-tier wrestler that a couple years from now, it's like, oh, yeah, remember Seamus? Oh, yeah, Seamus was fun. Seamus was a cool wrestler back then, but he's not like a Shawn Michaels or he's not like a AJ Styles or like a John Cena. He's not on that tier. He's on a mid-tier. And that's all I meant. And they just kind of took offense to it. Eventually, it the pendulum swinged in the other direction. 
I did a bet. If he won the U.S. title at WrestleMania, I owned up to my bet. I'm a man of my word. I I did what I was supposed to. And and hey, if you're gonna do something, you gotta do it right. I said I was gonna be a super stand. I lived up to the super stand gimmick. This man out here trying to say Sheamus is the best master wrestler of all time, saying he he's was. better than Hoven, dude. Disrespectful. You're never living any of that down, by the way. To be to, to be fair, I didn't even have Hoovy on that uh, list of greatest mass wrestlers. I said he was better than El Santo. I was saying he was better than Min Mascaras, um, La Parca, Rey Mysterio, uh, Yushin Thunder Liger. Those are all the names I mentioned that the were blasphemy. <laughs> but it was it made for good content because you could tell Matt was just like I'm sick of this shit already. Oh my god, the. I think you guys had an episode with Reek on, and they, I think that was when you first started. That was when the Hoovy slander started. It yes. was that episode, just seeing their reactions. Because I'm, I'm like a visual person, you know this, so I watch the videos. Right, right, yeah. And just seeing their reactions was priceless. It's hilarious. I, oh, man, you, you, don't get me started on Young Kings Wrestling. I love their reactions, especially Reek. Like, I watched the, like, the latest episode where he just, like, stormed off camera just because of, uh, of Tony D'Angelo, which, by the by the way, I'm with Reek, but Tony D'Angelo. I Listen, do not. I got I to that part in the podcast, chill. So this, when this goes up, that'll be, like, in the past. A month, though. Yeah, it'd be, like, a few weeks old, I, I would say. Yeah, because this goes up. Let me look at my handy-dandy calendar here. Handy-dandy uh, calendar. Yeah, handy-dandy notebook. Shout out. Uh, November fifteenth. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right, right before, right, right before we get into like the Thanksgiving like holiday week. Yeah. So perfect timing. Perfect timing. Yeah, yeah. I do. I release them every two weeks. I got it situated. So when by the time yours comes out, Reek, Matt, Justin, and TCs will all be out. Yeah. Yeah. And boy, if y'all made it through TCs. That shit is two hours long. Hell of a conversation. See you guys. But, God, it took a lot out of me. I also had a migraine shooting it, and then I had to do right. smacking her off later that night. Like, I had an hour break. I literally just laid here, my eyes closed. I was mm-hmm. like, please go away. I didn't, I didn't move. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. Terrible. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm sorry to hear that, Kitty. But hey, you made it through. You got the episode done. And I'll I'll listen to it. You know, like I might take a like a, a few drinks. And let, me, let me get like two or three Jack and Cokes in me, and I'll I'll sit through the whole two hours. No, you with one or two or two or three Jack and Cokes, you're something else. On a podcast, which is why I chose which is why I chose not to drink for this interview because I felt like loose Vince is not the best Vince for this type we need of podcast. Authentic Vince. Well, I'm pretty authentic when I'm loose. No, but... you're you're just out of like way too out of pocket i don't know i guess we'd have to see we might have to compare like out of pocket vince versus out of pocket tc who's really most out of pocket oh no oh no tc might have me beat he might tc might have me beat he He's might talking about conspiracies <laughs> and dinosaurs it it took a turn oh my gosh sounds like del gribble from, was, from king of the hill i was just sitting here shook a lot if you, if you was he drinking no he wasn't oh my god if you if you watch like if i always if i do this and my eyes get big it's because someone says some out-of-pocket ass shit or something catches me off guard like when reek said he was gonna be a rapper 
or uh, I don't want to say Justin's because you the episode isn't out yet. It'll be out just tomorrow. You can just actually. say it. fantastic. So you fantastic. can watch it. You can watch it in the morning, Lens. Uh, I'm looking or forward to it. Um, but speaking of that, are you ready to answer some questions? Yes, now, I am ready. If there's anything you don't want to answer, you do not have to. You basically just tell me to fuck off, and we don't okay. have to, we don't have to talk about it. Sounds good. Sounds perfect. I'm a pretty open book. We'll we'll get through some things. That's that's why we're here. We're here to get inside your mind. Let's do it. <laughs> so I kind of talked about how we work together on SmackDraw, but how did you get your start in podcasting? Uh, funny enough, I don't. Uh, it was just like a random tweet by Sebastian. I uh, I want to say this was during I want like, maybe like a few weeks right before All In happened. Mm-hmm. and it was just a random tweet i think i was just doing like random follow trains like follow for follows on twitter and it just happened to be sebastian who was working on smack at the time and they needed a co-host they needed someone to help record shows because nxt was going to be two hours and AEW was coming so they needed more manpower and i've always wanted to do commentary on like either wrestling or basketball or anything of my interest and podcasting was something that I wanted to invest in, but I had no avenue for it. I had no connections, and I, I like, fish out of water. I had no no clue on how to even get started. I mm-hmm. saw that tweet, and I shot my shot. I was talking to Sebastian through the show's Twitter, then talked to Kyle, who runs the show, and like one thing led to another, and I was hired. And funny enough, uh, around the same time, Kevin got hired, so me and him both got hired at the same time. And we we were supposed to do the all in pay per view re- recap, mm-hmm. but I was actually at all in, so I couldn't do it. So, so it was just like a random like news episode that I did it. But yeah, it was literally by chance. I was on Twitter and I saw Sebastian, who was working with the show at the time, saying they needed people to work, and I just kind of like shot my shot, submitted my resume, said I I had done YouTube before that. I dabbled with YouTube. And I used to like edit like some stuff on my PS4 and, you know, I have my laptop. So like I could probably do some stuff, you know, I, I'm not, I don't have any experience, but if you teach me, I'd be more than willing to learn. Yeah. And so how do you go from being on Smack Draw to having straight talk? And it's more or less the same thing. Uh, it was just like continuously doing it and just kind of getting some reps in. And I love basketball just as much as I love pro wrestling. And at that point in time, I was getting a little burnt out with wrestling just because there was a lot. A lot. It felt like a job. And some like you can attest to this and most people that do podcasting in general, like whatever you're covering, like if you don't love it and it just feels like a chore, you, the content's not there. So I wanted to express my creativity in another avenue and just like, not feel like I have to do like a recap or like have like a certain routine. I just want to expand my resume, you know? So I decided I now know, I now have the tools. I know how to start up a podcast. I know how to run it. Knowing that I had been doing SmackDraw for over a year, being like one of the main producers on the show, I decided why not do my own show? I can be my own boss. I can talk about basketball. I can talk about wrestling if I want to. I can talk about anime, anything. I did a whole Pokemon podcast, like gym, like wrestlers as Pokemon gym leaders with Matt, just because it was a fun idea. And that's really all it was, is kind of have that passion and that freedom to do what I wanted to do with YouTube when I started. But in a, 
less like less step type of way. Like I, I didn't have to worry about video. All I had to do was just do audio and it was just, it was perfect. Mm-hmm. It was the perfect avenue to just kind of like let my creativity and just like my freedom and just like, just have some fun. That, so that's what straight talk is. Uh, that's never going to be something that I want to be like a job mm-hmm. or like a business. It's just something that I'm doing just for fun and just to get good content out there. If something comes up straight talk, that's fantastic, but that's not my goal. My goal is just to have fun talking about whatever I want to talk about on that show. Yeah. I mean, I've been on straight talk, I guess. Right. Technically two times, but like the first time we we recorded the, the draft last year, uh, unfortunately I'm not the most tech savvy guy, which uh, I lost the audio. Um, shouldn't be fucking with mac because they're not the best like working with obs but we got the 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 draft the second year fantastic one of the most fun shows i've had the pleasure of doing in a very long time and that's literally was the whole goal with straight talk it's like i still want to do wrestling recaps with smackdraw but i want to have all these like fun like creative ideas and not you know, like not not just like do the one thing. Yeah. You know? No, I get it. Hundred percent. And th- th- that's exactly what it was. That that's what happened with straight talk. And it was never me just trying to do my own thing. It was just like, hey, you know, like let's talk basketball. Let's talk Yu-Gi-Oh. Let's talk Pokemon. Let's talk Digimon. Let's talk Harry Potter. Let's talk Lauren or SVU. Let's talk whatever we want to talk about. Free open forum. Hell yeah! There you go. I want that. Now you said that us doing the mock draft recently was like an episode you loved to do mm-hmm. now again you've been on smack raw you have straight talk and you're on smacking it raw yes. out of those three uh do you have any favorite episodes that come to mind off the top of your head favorite episodes that's a tough one because i'm, a, I'm my own worst critic so i'm very hard on myself so Nine times out of ten, my favorite shows on Smackdown or Smackdown are shows that I'm not a part of, or I'm very limited in my role. But in terms of stuff that I'm very fond of, is back in my Smackdown days, I helped create the March Madness tournament, where it's just like in the NCAA tournament with basketball, but we did that with pro wrestlers, both women and men. It was so it was intergender, and we had four different brackets it was raw smackdown nxc and AEW, and then culminated with like a final four which was hosted by by kyle i was one of the competitors with matt and i believe it was either benji that was on that i can't recall who was on the march madness i'm so sorry but it, <laughs> it was such a fun show i think it might have been steven from uh wrestling news world perhaps Okay. I have to go. I have to go back and watch, and it was so fun. We literally just went through the tournament back to back, and then also speaking of Matt, uh, the second or third episode of UWO with SmackDraw, where it was the Chicago edition with me, Benji, and Matt Ritter, which created the whole like like slogan of "Gang Bang All Day," which <laughs> slowly turned into Daddy Delgado and Pornhub oh, Poppy. And if it wasn't for Gang Bang All Day, I might not be recording on Pornhub every week, being the number one wrestling mm-hmm. podcast co-host on there. So it was a fun time for sure. In terms of Smack and Raw, 
obviously just being part of the 200th episode was a load of fun and uh i guess recently clusterfuck 2.0 with you me benji i miss justin <laughs> but that was such a fun show and uh i think uh i don't can't remember what episode it was but it was the one where we had uh matt took off and it was drunk travis and it was tc's debut on the show and i was on there <laughs> and he they were singing television sitcom theme songs while i'm just like what the fuck is going on he was muting people left and right it started a whole beef between tc and travis because he disrespected bret hart and then at a certain point after the fact uh tc was uh, felt some type of way because he had male genitalia around him on pornhub because of the tagging that was either intentionally or unintentionally placed on that video so <laughs> there's a lot of fun stuff on there um in terms of straight talk, uh, I don't think I have a favorite. Maybe the draft is my favorite right now, but I have so, it's 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 all a different episode. Every episode is a different vibe because I've had Justin talk about basketball, and then the Pokemon podcast with Matt, mm-hmm. and then I've done stuff with RN and Rick Havoc, talking basketball and wrestling, and then I don't know. It, it's it's hard to kind of like just choose something from straight talk, but. Yeah. Smacking it raw, obviously, that one episode with Travis, 200th episode, Clusterfuck 2.0. And then UWO, uh, Chicago edition, was one of my favorite episodes to be part of. I mean, UWO Chicago is probably one of the best, if not the best, UWO there is. I watched, <laughs> I've watched that one, like, twice all the way through. Like, no joke. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty fun because that's kind of how like the whole like Vince hates Dilo Brown shit started too because oh my god yeah that's where it started so like there's been so many things from that one episode that just carried over to like stuff that's still being said today like all the inside jokes we have in the cafeteria you know shout yeah. out to the cafeteria <laughs> shout out shout out <laughs> but yeah I I would say those are my favorite episodes that I look back on fondly so. I can't even take a guess on how many episodes you have done of all three podcasts combined. Jeez. You have your favorites, but every episode or most episodes have unexpected moments. So whether that's something that has made you bust out laughing, be like, Mm -hmm. yo, what the fuck? Or anything like that. Just any unexpected moments you can think of and on any of the three shows you've been a part of any of the three sh- oh my god that's like that's kind of hard to just kind of like sit back and like think of what's happened uh there's been there's there's an incident out there that isn't recorded for a reason that just kind of like took me back and i was like what the fuck is going on here but i don't think i want to share that one yeah, you don't uh, no i don't I, I think i know what you're talking about Yes, I think I th- I think we both know that. I think some people that know me know what episode I'm talking about. If you know, you know. Uh, if you know, you know. Uh, honestly, I think I have to circle back to that episode I did with Travis and TC because I'm literally just like, what the fuck is happening here? Like Travis is like losing control. Like he's not even trying to regain control. He's letting this shit spiral everywhere. It was fucking hilarious. Um, I was muted at a certain point and I just like leaned into it. It was fucking fantastic. Um, 
I don't know. I th- I think for me, usually I'm the one be- saying something. What the fuck? And seeing everybody's reaction towards it. Yeah. Being blasphemous. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say the episode we did with uh, Justin that uh, had Justin Jalen on the beat at Heel Tactics underscore on Twitter and JJ. Uh, that was hilarious because <laughs> uh, Matt would mute me because of my blasphemous shameless comments. So I decided I'm gonna change my name to pop everyone and say and call myself Seamus's face mask and then my profile picture would be Seamus with his face mask so whenever I got muted I would just go ahead and just put the picture of Seamus so like that'd be hilarious that was just fucking hilarious and I again like me saying shit about Hoobie <laughs> just saying shit about Hoobie yeah. and pissing <laughs> he, I, I, stand, I stand by that I'm sorry he's like the third best member of the mexicos he still is i'm sorry i'm sorry look and i try to explain myself i try to explain myself when uh when we when we did smacking around is not necessarily that i think he's a worse wrestler than both of uh, both super crazy and psychosis it's just like if you look at what they did within the confines of that faction Hoovy, yes, he won the yeah, the cruiserweight title, but he kind of was in WWE for a cup of tea and was out of there. And then Super Crazy and Psychosis, they had a little bit of runs. Super Crazy has the most longevity, so I think the tier ranking would be Super Crazy Psychosis and then Hoovin to. But that's just me. Matt and Rick are gonna be so pissed when they listen to this. It's okay. They're already getting mad at me about like the littlest things. <laughs> Rick was looking at me some type of way because I called Brock Big Booty Brock this past uh, episode of Smack and Raw. And I've been calling him that for like two, three weeks now. See, so. that was the first time I heard it too. Really? Yeah. I, I think I sneaked it in with Travis and he just didn't acknowledge it. Probably. I think he might have he might have no-sold it, which led to everyone else no-selling it. That's fair. But yeah. It tends to happen. Yeah. You really brought that hoof into its liner on our show. How dare you? Ah, but that's 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 it's not that's not my place. This is this is your mind, Vince. I'm just here to guide the people through it. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. But. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 no. I I thought you were gonna like ask something else, and so no, you you go, Katie. You go, Katie. You're you're guiding us. You're guiding us. I'm, I'm guiding us. Um. You kind of touched on it. You brought up uh, Pokemon, Digimon, basketball, all of this. Um, yeah. What other hobbies do you have? Because I know you work a lot. <laughs> yeah, I do. So when you're not working and you're not doing smacking it raw or straight talk, I guess more so smacking mm-hmm. it raw. What like what do you like to do? Uh, for the most part, like younger when I was a little bit younger. I- making it seem like i'm old i'm only like 29 but still it feels like i'm ancient now uh but i always love to play basketball like it's one of my favorite sports like one of my favorite sports and uh sometimes you know like i needed like an avenue to just like de-stress and de- and like decompress mm-hmm. and just shooting around playing basketball be one of the ways i do that um i don't have the access to it right now because i don't really want to drive around looking for a park yeah. and just hooping around there like when i had it in my backyard that was my thing Playing video games always like was been a big thing. Like I, I got my first uh, console like the original NES. 
Then I got the Nintendo 64, my PS2, PS3, PS4, my Switch. I've had like Game Boy Advance SP, like 3DSs. And that's usually what I do is just if I'm if I'm having some free time, I, I would be gaming, either playing 2K, WWE, Mortal Kombat, a Dragon Ball Z game if something came out like Two years ago when it came out, like that Spider-Man game for the PS4 is mm-hmm. all I was doing religiously. There were times where I just needed to just like just chill out and I would literally just swing around as Spider-Man, Spider-Man, do random ass crimes. Wouldn't even do the missions. I was just like, this swinging shit is kind of fucking therapeutic. Let me just find some like thugs to beat up, you know, like like stuff like that is usually what I do. As I've gotten older now, because of uh, I've been working so much, I just don't have the energy to like play video games or go and play basketball. Honestly, I'm binge watching one of my favorite shows on Hulu or Netflix or Peacock, or I'm watching the movie. Nine times out of ten, that's usually what I'm doing is just sitting back and just binge watching one of my favorite shows. If it's not S- Lionel Resu, it's The Office. If it's not The Office, it's probably Breaking Bad. It's not that maybe House MD or just watching random episodes of like Dragon Ball Super or like Pokemon or like Yu Yu Hakusho, which was a nice, a fun anime that I was watching back in the day as Dragon Ball Z was coming up in Tsunami. So usually that, usually that's what I'm doing. Okay. Now, this isn't one of my questions, but I'm just curious. Do you have like a favorite anime besides Dragon Ball? <sighs> So I'm not a big anime head like that. Okay. If I had, if I, if I can't pick a Dragon Ball, my favorite anime would be Yu Yu Hakusho because it has a lot of the aspects that I do appreciate in not only Dragon Ball but in other like, like media. Like it has like a bunch of mystery because it just starts off with him like being hit by a car and he's dead. And now he has to get his, uh, now he has to get his soul back because he wasn't supposed to be, he wasn't supposed to die. Like, they weren't expecting him to, like, make that gesture because he was kind of like this, like, punk, like, brat, like, Bart Simpson type kid. Mm -hmm. And no one expected him to do, like, a selfless gesture like that. And he had to go through this ordeal, get back into his body. But now he became, like, the spirit detective. So, like, he's out here hunting all these, like, spirits and all these demons. And then it transitions to, like, this, like, these tournaments. He's fighting all these bad guys. And it's just, it's very fucking cool. Like my favorite arc, if you ever go back and watch any of it, just because the fight is fantastic, it's called the Dark Tournament. It's like probably the best tournament I've ever watched in anime. Granted, like I said, I don't watch a lot of anime, um, but that tournament is just so fucking cool. It like it has some of the action fighting from not only like Dragon Ball, but I don't know. It it felt like it had like some elements of like Harry Potter and like some elements of like. I don't know, like like crime shows. Like I was watching Reaper, like once upon a time when it was out. Like I don't know if you even remember Reaper being the show on the CW. No. But like I I love sh- stuff like that. Like so that was kind of like my thing. It okay. it kind of felt like not only like cartoons, like like superhero cartoons, like back in the nineties, but it felt like a mixture of that with like Harry Potter and Dragon Ball. It just like had a little bit of everything. And I thought it was great. And the great thing about it is that. It would have the episode. It would leave you on a cliffhanger, but the cliffhanger would be resolved like halfway through the next episode. So then they're telling a whole nother part of that story in that the second part of that one episode. Yeah. And then, but like 
you get the cliffhanger like i don't know it was just like a weird dynamic with it like i don't know i just really loved it and i think for me it would be you haka show and it's one of the shows i consistently go back and binge watch okay now i'm not like a huge anime person there's one anime i watched i think you might like it it's called death parade death parade yeah i think it's on hulu actually i don't is it don't don't quote me on that i can't remember (laughs) um very good i've watched it in english and i've watched it in japanese right uh it's like video games but or just like just games in general like darts billiards stuff like that one of them's Mm -hmm. like an arcade game and it's these people and they're in like purgatory and they have to like play these games it's so cool to watch because then you get to figure out why they're there and there's like arbiters it's so good that's the one thing i would recommend it's like only like 11 episodes Oh, that's and that's fantastic. Yeah, like I, I'll probably go ahead and check that out then. Uh, I I have there are some animes that I've been wanting to check out, like uh, obviously uh, Death Note is one of them. Yeah. Uh, Tokyo Ghoul is one that I've been meaning to check out, but I never fucking do. Um, I don't remember what it's called, but someone knows that I love basketball. And there's like this basketball anime out there. Yeah, and I forget the name of it, but people keep recommending it to me, and I keep forgetting. But it's on my bucket list to go ahead and binge watch for sure. And um, I tried Naruto, um, but every time I get like, that's a lot. I I hear like it's a lot of commitment. It's for the same reason I don't jump into like Star Wars or Star Trek because I feel like I'm I, I was never into it when it was out, and I feel like there's too much to catch up on. Okay. So, I just recently watched all the Star Wars movies for the first time this past year. Mm-hmm. Right. I, like, I was never a Star Wars kid. I, mm-hmm. I've, like, explained it before. Like, I had a friend who was obsessed with it. I fell off with her. I never wanted to watch them because she was <laughs> so obsessed. It, like, right. was all she could talk about. And I was just like, well, I don't want to deal with that ever. But I finally right. caved because Rick got mad. He was his, it was his favorite series and i never saw it and he got mad playfully mad and i was just like you know what fuck right. fuck i'll watch it but then we got podcasts out of it which were entertaining mm-hmm. so like i understand why like your hesitation about it like i've ne- i haven't right. watched any of the shows or anything but the movies were incredible for the most part yeah <laughs> for the most part yeah and I, I get what you mean. It's, it's something that I think at some point in my life I will, like, dive into because my girl loves Star Wars. Yeah. Like, so, like, she she loves the Star Wars franchise. So that'd be something that I would do with her. So it's not something that I would do on my own. I'm not going to actively search it. So that's that's one thing about me. It's, like, if it doesn't interest me enough to actively search it on my own, I need, like, someone needs to, like, sit there, like, with me and do it. Or else I'm not going to actively do it on my own. Uh, funny enough, that's how I ended up watching the first two Twilight movies is because we were just chilling and she decided, Let, let's watch Twilight after we finished watching Harry Potter, like oh, all eight films and then the Rush Hour films. So it's like, we need something else to watch. We're watching we're watching Twilight. I'm like, do we have to? I'm like, yes, we have to. I'm like, fine. But I liked it. I liked the movies. I liked the movies. They were they they had their value. I will say that the uh, the fight scenes were pretty good, and uh, 
again, Star Wars, it's, it's something that I know a little bit of. Like, in, it's, I know who Darth Vader is, you know, I know who R2-D2 is, yeah. like Luke Skywalker, Chewbacca, you know, like, you, you know the, all those names. So it might be something that eventually I will dive into slowly, I, eventually. I, I'll say this, and then I'll move on. If you're going to do it, it, even if you just do it for all the lightsaber battles that happen... Yeah. And like the visuals, because I know you're, I, or at least I think you're like a visual type of guy. That's why yeah. you like a lot of the stuff you like, like Harry Potter, for example. And like just cinematography and visuals in Star Wars, they'll definitely get you hooked. So mm-hmm. I say do it. I caved, okay. Vince, your turn. <laughs> I'm going to cave. I'm going to cave. I know I'm going to, but it's it's just like there has to be like the avenue and like the means for it you know it has to be uh like either either having the films in my possession or just stumbling upon it in like a theater like a red box or something yeah at some point at some point i'll dive into it because it's not something i'm against it's just something that's just like man it's a lot and it's nine films sometimes i'm just lazy like i want to get into the fast the the fast and furious films and I think I only watched the first three. I got up to the first three because I loved the film franchise. But then afterwards, I like, man, they keep making them. I keep making them. And I wasn't catching up with them. And funny enough, my girl loves the films because she's into cars as well. So it's like so half of these things I'm going to end up watching just to appease her and Good. just like watch with her. Good. Smart lady. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll move on to if you could have a dinner and just like a sit down conversation with any three wrestlers dead or alive who mm. are you picking and why and again you don't have to explain why if you don't want to got it well see uh one of the benefits of being able to listen to the first two episodes of this is that i had time to think about my <laughs> sit down dinner and i narrowed it down to four people uh the first two are locks is obviously you know this one eddie guerrero yep. would have to be on my table uh, John Cena is on my table, 100%. Okay. Those those two are on there, and the third chair was I was contemplating, you know, like Sasha Banks, but at the same time, I I love Sasha, but me and her would just be like fangirling and fanboying about being in the fucking table with John Cena and Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> then I thought Rey Mysterio, but as I love Rey, but I think I settled on CM Punk. And the reason why I'll go down one by one as to why I'm choosing them on the uh, on my table, but they all serve a similar purpose is I not only want to choose my favorite wrestlers because all three of them are in my top 10 of favorite wrestlers of all time, Mm -hmm. but also because I wanted to be able to like, like pick their brains and just get like life lessons as well not just like inside the ring stuff, like outside the ring, like personal life stuff. Yeah. Eddie Guerrero, uh, well, growing up when I was watching wrestling, it was in the Addis era. We didn't have too much representation uh, when I was when I was watching Addis era. Ruthless Aggression era came and it was like Rey Mysterio. You had Eddie and Chavo and that was the representation. You know, you had some cruiserweights that were also Mexican, but I wasn't watching WCW at the time, so I missed all of the WCW suit. Yeah. There's nothing there. And Esarios does not count. Okay. Esarios does not count as representation. And there was just something magnetic about Eddie that I just 
really loved. And when I saw Eddie, especially when he had like the short buzz cut when he was champion, he reminded me of my dad. And he looked very similar to my dad, like facial features wise, like facial hair wise. It's like, that's my dad as a pro wrestler right there, like physical appearance. And I really just gravitated towards that. And my dad is very similar to Eddie in the sense where he'll make like the funniest jokes. Like he'll have you busting out laughing. Like he, he's such a character. And when Eddie was being like comedic on camera, it was like, that's just like my dad. So like, that's one thing that helped gravitate towards him. He was Mexican. So that was good to see some representation on there. When I was fully watching wrestling consistently on a weekly basis, he was the WWE champion at that time. He was the forefront because I didn't have cable at the time. So I was literally just network television, which was SmackDown. And I didn't know what channels this was on. Like up until this point, up until like 2003, all my exposure to wrestling was just renting out DVDs or VHSs at like not even Blockbuster, like just like some mom and pop video stores. And that would be our thing. Like um, we started off like renting off like Disney movies and then we transitioned into wrestling because my dad used to play wrestle with us. And then we had the wrestling video games. And then me and my sister would actually take turns. I'm like, okay, I rent out no WWF, no mercy. And then you get to rent out WrestleMania 2000. And now we get to watch two pay-per-views and that's, that's what we do. And then we watch them out of order. Sometimes I'll, we rent like a, 90 97 pay-per-view and then follow it up by watching a 92 pay-per-view and then go back to like a 2001 pay-per-view no timeline rhyme or reason but eddie was just always around and that's when he had his documentary and like obviously his demons and that kind of just hit close to home just like wow that's that's crazy like just like he went through so much and i would just kind of like want to talk to him because you know growing up uh you know even in your like young adulthood you know you're learning everything as you go along and he fucked up a lot and just to be able to like talk to him and be like you know how do you get through that you know he found his faith like i'm not the the most religious person but i still have some faith and i don't know i would just i want i'd i'd want to just like talk to him and like because there are days where i just have some down days my how did you get through it you know Mm -hmm. and um yeah it's mostly that and then i just feel like he'd be like the life of the party if we were sitting at that table and it's just, it'd be a dream. It'd be an honor and an absolute privilege to be able to sit in, across the table from that man. Cause he's, he's been my idol growing up. He's been everything to me. Like you can't say one negative, to, bad thing about it, girl to me. Like that man has no flaws. Like he's not perfect, but he has no flaws. He's like the guy mm-hmm. forever. Um, I know what I've said about Seamus, but he's my go. Like Eddie girl will always be my go. Um, then going with Cena, it's again during that ruthless aggression time. John Cena was the other guy that I thought was really fucking cool because I was getting into like hip hop and like rap, and and John Cena was doing the thugonomics rapper gimmick, and it was just so fucking cool. He was out here like throwing nuts in people's faces, you know, like he's throwing like like bags of like like pecans or whatever, like cashews and shit, you know, and it was so cool. He had like the jerseys and I love basketball. So like he come out with like basketball jerseys, like he'd make references like that. You know, he was pumping the sneakers, the jean shorts. Like that was kind of like my style around that time. And I just really gravitated towards that. I didn't have much cable, but I would watch BET a lot. 
and I would watch uh, Mundos, which is kind of like like the Latino version of like MTV when it was just music videos. And that was just like my genre. And my favorite rapper of all time is Eminem. And there's a white rapper gimmicked wrestler in WWE. And it was just so fucking cool. Um, he came out with Spinner titles. Spinners were so cool back in the day. Mm-hmm. He became WWE champion and just, he was just a total badass. And I just freaking loved him. And I was even a big supporter of that man up until 2011 when he unjustifiably beat Rey Mysterio for the WWE title in under an hour. Ever since then, I turned on, on him. And obviously the whole punk revolution like helped yeah. like me like turn on, on Cena. But I loved Cena. I thought he was like the coolest guy ever. And even now, when he came back and he was doing the US Open Challenge, the shit he was doing on SmackDown, putting on a banger of a match, like with AJ Styles, with Kevin Owens, showing that he can do the indie style, not just the WWE style. And then just like watching him on Total Divas, Total Bellas, he just sounds like he's just a very wise man and just like a very smart businessman. And again, similar to Eddie Guerrero, just get some life advice and be able to pick his brain. And again, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. He's in my top four. He's on my Mount Rushmore along with Eddie. And then um, going with Punk for like a similar reason. Uh, he's a Chicago guy. Like when I was watching wrestling, as much as I loved Eddie Guerrero, like I'm proud of being a Chicagoan. But I wasn't seeing anyone from Chicago. I'd see, oh, everyone's from New York. Everyone's from California. They're from Texas. They're from Canada. And it's just like, where are all the Chicago people at? You know, like, does Chicago not happen here? Like, does wrestling not happen here in Chicago or something? Like, what's going on? And then, sure enough, like, uh, 2007, 2009, whenever he showed up in ECW, I wasn't I wasn't a fan of him then. He won the Money in the Bank ladder match. I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. He won the Ma- Money in the Bank ladder match. I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. But I didn't really care too much about him. It wasn't until he cashed in on Jeff Hardy turned heel and did the straight society savior gimmick holy shit you thought i was blasphemous with my shaman stand i lived the fucking gimmick katie i lived the fucking gimmick because because um back in high school i would drink uh, i would drink and i would smoke and i would sneak that into class or i would cut class and go smoke and I actually failed a year, my junior year, and I had to stay back. And I could have just finished like the January after after I was supposed to graduate, but I decided to stay the entire semester, the entire school year to be able to walk on stage. Mm-hmm. And it was because I was just out there just being influenced by other people. I was out there like smoking and drinking and I was doing it because everybody else was doing it, not necessarily because I wanted to do it. And that was the people I was surrounding myself with. And uh, I don't, and then like that just all kind of clicked. And I remembered everything that happened with Eddie, you know, his demons and stuff like that. I don't know. I just, I figured like, I would, that's what people go through, you know, like everyone's going to go through their rough patch. And uh, um, I don't exactly remember what triggered it, but I stopped drinking and I stopped smoking. And keep in mind, I was doing this as a, like a teenager. I was like 15, 16, 14 doing this shit. And, uh, yeah, I just like slowly stopped doing it, stopped hanging out with those people that I was hanging out with, carrying bad company. Mm -hmm. And 
just started hanging out with my some of my best friends now it's just playing basketball playing basketball got me out of those bad habits i would go home go to the parks with my friends play basketball play 2k play my ps3 at that time whatever like that's all we were doing we'd have game nights my house would be the kick it spot for everybody because i had the basketball hoop i had like three game systems and my mom was always hooking it up with the mexican snacks you know <laughs> so it was it was a fun place to be and that's when cm punk did the whole stretch society stuff i'm like oh that's just so fucking cool he's actually having people shave their heads like i fully fell into it and he was from chicago and i'm like no fuck it and then my sister one of her favorite wrestlers was jeff hardy so i just kind of like stuck it to her by saying like oh he he got him out of wb and long and behold i slowly became straight edge not because of what punk did on tv but because i realized with the company i was no longer around that this isn't who i am i was just doing it because everybody else is doing it i felt like i had to do it to fit in mm-hmm. and I realized that that's not who I am. I'm not a drinker. And that's when I discovered Straight Edge through CM Punk. And I'm like, okay, well, that's something I can associate myself. That's something I can, like, express myself as. Because, like, I didn't know what I was, you know. Like, like some people are like, oh, I'm a drinker. You know, I'm a skateboarder. You know, like, I'm an athlete type of thing. I'm like, I'm Straight Edge. And my senior year of high school, that's basically who I was. And I carried that for, like, 10 plus years. And up until recently, I started drinking again, but it's, again, it's more casual. And that's one of the reasons why I want to point there to just kind of like, he helped a good part of my life. Like he helped, rep- like there was some representation as well, being from Chicago, mm-hmm. just like Eddie being Mexican as well. And just seeing the guy from Chicago be able to make it in WWE just kind of gives you a little bit of perspective, a little bit of hope. I'm like, well, if he can do it, I can do it too. And that's basically why I would have all those three people on the table with me, pick their brains and become a better person because, and be the the best version of myself that I can be because they've went through their struggles. They went through their trials and tribulations. John Cena lived in in, like in his car for like a year, I think, like before he made it, like, I think while he was a bodybuilder, if I remember that correctly. And it's just mostly that like three of my favorite wrestlers of all time, through different uh, times in my fandom, they were my favorite wrestler, period. And outside of that, I feel like they have a lot of offer and like advice and wisdom to bestow upon me. And if I'm given the opportunity to sit down with any people, I'm going to take advantage fully of that opportunity and sit down with those three guys. I think that'd be the best. And then also too, you have, you have Eddie Guerrero, John Cena, CM Punk. I feel like that's going to be a lively conversation mm-hmm. all dinner long. All the For fucking sure. That might be the most like detailed answer to this so far. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like some of them have like gone into a little bit of detail, but you gave details for like all three, like yeah. extensive details, and you talked about it a few times, like having low points, like how all three of them have helped you through something. I say it every time because i always have it on there also random i feel like i'm i sound like i'm sick now so that's something i'm gonna (laughs) listen to the entire time um (laughs) i think you sound fine kitty it's a subconscious thing but um backtracking national suicide prevention lifeline yes 1-800-273-TALK which is 288-2255 
And then the crisis text line, you text hello, 741-741. I always have them on the screen. They're in the description of the video and the audio. Because And I love that you do that, by the way. Oh, I mean, I was a, I was a social work major in college. Um, mental health is something I've always been a huge advocate for, regardless. Mm-hmm. Everyone struggles in some way, shape, or form. Some people are better at hiding it than others. But if it yeah. ever gets bad, you know you can talk to people. There are ways to mm-hmm. help. Just talk. Yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a big advocate for that as well. Like, like, like we, we, like I said, I've I've gone through my moments, my my lowest of lows. You know, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I'm sure we've all gone through it. But like, like one of my lowest points was on my birthday i don't remember what year it was but it was on my actual birthday and i just like broke down like i was mentally out of it like i think we were still like it was still in like the house that my parents owned, like owned at that time and i don't know what it was about that day but it broke me mm-hmm. and i was just like in pieces and i literally just went down to the basement by myself and just kind of like sat in a room and just sat in a room and just like that's how i spent most of my birthday like just secluded and I did that to myself and it's just like I didn't look for help and like I had all the help that I could have had upstairs but you know it's hard it really is hard and it it takes you a minute to want to make that effort to reach because oftentimes you don't want to reach out because you're like no one's gonna care no one wants to help no one wants to listen like who am I you know you but it's like you can't think that way you like it's hard as it is you got to try to make an effort and try to reach out because there are people there for you there are not only willing to help but want to help so i love that i love that you do that by the way like the minute i saw that the first i'm like that's fantastic like that's amazing that's that's perfect yeah i mean like you said what thank you by the way for like saying that you didn't have to like (laughs) I, it just it just came out. I'm sorry, like it, it just it came out. When, like, you, when like, you listen to Justin's, he sa- uh, he says something about how I I get that out of people, and I always somehow, no matter what the conversation's about, every episode I've talked about the mental health thing. So mm-hmm. it every every episode so far, because I think it's yeah. important to just talk about, even if it's a slight thing. So yeah because like it may seem like it's significant but it's something that you should always try to address like like it doesn't have to be something where it's like you're suicidal or you're constantly depressed it could just be like dealing with like anxiety or something just like small little things you know like your own insecurities like it's some everyone has this Mm -hmm. and i'm just really glad that there's a little bit more of an open forum to address these issues because Mm -hmm. God knows it would it would have been better like to have this like years ago, oh, like for sure. even while I was growing up. Even while I was growing up, I feel like I I wish I had more like resources that I do now, mm-hmm. or just at least knew about these resources, you know. Exactly. Now, I mean, this is kind of a segue into it. Do you have uh, any advice to anyone who's listening, whether that's about podcasting, life? Hmm. Any any type of advice you want to give to the people listening or watching? Go ahead. Um, in terms of podcasting, if it's something that you want to go ahead and do, um, just make sure it's something that you're passionate and love, uh, because 
that's what you should be doing this is for the passion of it because nine times out of ten as unfortunate as it may be we don't make money off of it we're not making careers out of it it does happen it can happen Mm -hmm. it could happen tomorrow but just know that you have to love what you're doing don't do it to get big get money just do it for the fun of it if you feel like you have something you want to share and input I know so many fantastic people that do this and just about anyone can do it. You, know, you literally just need like a laptop, a, a, a decent mic, and you're pretty much good to go. Uh, it, it's pretty straightforward. Just like let your creativity do it. If you feel like you want to do it, by all means do it. Like uh, I did YouTube and uh, for a good hot minute there, because that was my avenue into podcasting. Cause I knew I wanted to do something. I just didn't know what, what it was. And I was mm-hmm. doing like pay-per-view predictions and I was doing like other prediction videos and that was kind of my thing. Um, and that was just me like just dabbling, just trying. Like, so I guess like whether it's podcasting or any other avenue you want to explore or just in life in general, it's just like, don't be afraid to take that leap and don't be afraid to take that chance. Cause worst, worst case scenario that happens is you fall, you fail, but that does like, maybe you don't succeed in that particular avenue, but you took that step, you learned and you get back up. Uh, I use this quote a lot and that's only because I love uh, the Dark Knight films, but it's like the the quote is like, why do we fall down, Bruce? So we learn to pick ourselves back up. And then that, that's the same thing. That, that's that's kind of like the advice I would give people. It's like, go for it. Um, I kind of wish I was doing this whole podcasting thing sooner. And even with life, uh, there are some decisions that uh, I'm a big what if kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And I usually linger and ponder about what ifs and I hate doing that. So what I've try to do now in the later stage stages of my 20s in my life is try to not have so many what ifs to like know that you took some chances whether you succeeded or not and even in jobs if you feel like this is a job you really want to go for go for it like like or even like if you want to ask out a girl or ask out a, a, a guy that you really really like go for it you know worst thing that can happen is say no and it's Unfortunately, I've I've had in the no set my way uh, a few too many times, and it's discouraging. But you never know when you when when you finally get that yes or you finally get that success. You know, just one thing can make it feel all worth it. And if I didn't take that random chance, replying to that random tweet by Sebastian, I wouldn't have been picked up by SmackRaw. I wouldn't have learned how to podcast. I wouldn't have been able to like. Um, connect and network with so many people. I wouldn't have been on Smack Smack in the Raw. I wouldn't have created Straight Talk and I wouldn't be friends with so many fantastic people that I've met through podcasting. So mm-hmm. that that's the advice I, I'd give anyone that's listening today or wants to do anything in podcasting or other media. It's like, go for it. Like, it's not going to be perfect the first time out. Like, you're probably going to hate yourself going, going when you get going initially, but you're going to get better. Like whether you're an athlete, you're a content creator, or just like starting anything in general, like you're going to have some growing pains and just like be aware of them and just keep putting best foot forward. And sometimes you take a step back to take two steps forward or take two steps back to get one step forward, but it's all worth it. That's, that's kind of like the advice I would give someone. Nice. Great advice. I mean, you brought up the whole just ask him out and you said you've gotten no dude same (laughs) it's it's just the way of life 
as dude like it's and honestly it's it's, it's easier it's it's easier said than done because I know now I have like Pornhub Poppy and Daddy Delgado and and all this other stuff, but man, I'm not like the most. I I've, I feel like I've never been like the most charming or most charismatic or even like best looking or most attractive looking guy out there. Like I was so awkward as a kid, like the most awkward shy kid there ever was, and it wasn't until I started working and bars as like a busser slash barback that I had to interact with customers and then working at GameStop and other like customer service jobs where I had to like get better talking to people. Mm -hmm. Like now I tell people, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm more of an introvert and stuff like that. One of my best friends, Austin, love that man. He's like, bitch, shut the fuck up. You're not an introvert. You're a fucking extrovert. You're like the most chatty person I fucking know. You're like so outgoing. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, but it's like once I get comfortable and it's like something it's it's something that that does happen and it took time to happen i don't know man if you go back and look at like young vince like uh fetus vince or whatever or whatever the term may be but like man is it night and day the difference uh you want to know how bad it was uh up until i think uh the third grade i had a bowl cut in middle school and elementary school yes yes because um uh mom uh so i never was taken to like a barber or anything uh they would just kind of like let my hair grow like they would just kind of like cut it short similar to like how i have it now but like my mom just like kept letting it grow out and letting it grow out and one of her best friends <laughs> uh she just like we gotta give him my haircut and like my mom for whatever reason loves that look on kids or just like loves that look in general i don't know why okay mom sure uh, maybe she was a fan of Trunks from Dragon Ball Z, just like Matt Ritter or or whoever. But um, yeah, like I think her like her friend just like put a bowl on me the first time, and then just cut around, and then just like shaved like underneath, and then that was my look. I would go to barbers like or whatever like hairstylist, and that's what I was doing. And it wasn't until my cousin from Mexico that came over and he got a haircut. My Mom, I want to cut my hair like Carlos has his hair. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> and then just one random day, like in the fourth grade, I showed up with like, like this stereotypical like Mexican hair with like, like the gel and like the spiky like hair and shit. So that was my look afterwards and shit. But. Oh, so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, little Vince with a bowl cut. That's cute. <laughs> hey, you know, if I if, there's a picture out there of uh, me with like a super squirter, like water gun, and like it, it, and like 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 jorts, like John Cena, <laughs> and like I think like a Boston Red Sox type like T-shirt jersey, and I'm just like holding this gun like a total fucking badass with a fucking bowl cut. Oh, it's terrible. Like, <laughs> Like, and you wonder why I struck out with 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 girls up until that point, and even still, like I still was so awkward. I was still so fucking shy. Like, <laughs> man, it took it took me until high school to like really break out of my shell, and even then, I was still pretty shy. Mm-hmm. Like, I I came a long way, and that again goes back to the advice. It's like, just go out for it. Go out for it. Do it. You never know. Exactly. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised at the things you can accomplish if you actually try. 
because you never know. Um, okay. my, like Michael Jordan once said, I think, if I'm quoting him correctly, you miss 100% of the shot that you don't take. Wasn't that... Wait a minute. Yeah, I believe that's Michael Jordan. Wasn't it Wayne Gretzky? I know. I feel like Jordan said it too. Oh, because doesn't Michael Scott in the office like quote it? And he, I'm pretty sure he says Wayne Gretzky. Listen, I'm not a big fan of The Office, but I feel like I've seen that before. I think that's part of the joke that he said Wayne Gretzky, but it was supposed to be Michael Jordan. It, I I legitimately don't know. I'll Google it up, like while we transition to the next topic. Yeah, Google it. Let me know. I think Vince just froze. like you oh, gotta take a shot. You, you gotta take a shot. What? You froze for a second. Oh, okay. Maybe because I mean. <laughs> do you do you I... do you want me to look it up? No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. Uh. <laughs> I, okay, I guess it was Wayne Gretzky. See, I know things. <laughs> I'm smart. It could, have, it could have been Michael Jordan too. Like he might have said it too. He might have said it too. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyways, you've talked a lot about things that have happened in your life. Now, you are only 29. You've still got a long life to live. But if you could write an autobiography about your life, what would be the title and why? So, I had one title in mind, which I felt like was very appropriate, but wasn't sure if I wanted to dive too much into it. And then I thought about another title. So, I have two. Okay. So I'll do the more uplifting one, like the less gloomy one, I guess. Oh. And it would be Animo, which uh, it's kind of hard to translate fully in English, but it just, it's a word that's reassurance, like confidence, like you can do this, like type of thing. I remember I was working. It was like my first real job that I was able to like hold down. And whenever I had struggled, like one of my coworkers would be like, Animo. And be like, like, come on, like, just like, you got this, like, let's do this type of shit. And I, I, I went, I'd never heard about it. I wasn't sure what it was. And I went back and asked my mom and she just kind of like explained it to me saying like, oh, it just means like, like you can do it. Like, come on, like, like, like just an encouraging phrase and yeah. word. And that's kind of fitting for my life because there has been times where it seems like I've like things seem very gloomy and just things just seem like they're at their worst and you just need someone to be like hey cheer up animo you can do this things will be okay type of thing and sometimes i try to do that and sometimes i try to do that just when like things seem tough and it's like animo you get through this and i don't know if you know this or not but ray phoenix actually says that so like penta's thing is cero miedo and then phoenix does animo really yes see yes I, I a you can never hear them on tv and b when i'm i've i've seen them live twice and mm-hmm. but i'm never like able to actually hear because everyone right. always just does cero miedo kind of shit like so i'm never yeah. able to hear what he actually says see look at that you learn something new every day <laughs> yeah oh well i've been i've been spoiled because 
the Lucha Bros have come to wrestle here in Chicago a lot. Yeah. Uh, there's a wrestling promotion here called AAW, not to be confused with AEW, <laughs> but they wrestled there a lot. They've actually had matches with um, Pride and Powerful over there, when okay. formerly LAX, and they would do other indie shows like uh, Warrior Wrestling is a show here in Chicago Heights. It's not in the city, but it's still in Illinois, so kind of part of chicago it's like on the border outskirts of chicago and i've just gotten the chance to see them they were in impact wrestling so again very very fucking blessed i've actually been able to meet them a few times and they're they're like the the most wholesome souls there ever have been and and that's because i I knew what there was so i knew what animo was and then i was like oh he says animo that's so fucking cool because everybody's so focused on the set of miedo they always forget about they don't pay attention to the animo type when when phoenix says it so that's what i would uh but if i want to really dive more deep and just like unpack me um the original title that i was thinking was ni de aquí ni de allá which is, uh, it was a title of a song by this Mexican rapper named JP, and it gets loosely translated from, it gets loosely translated to English saying, not from here, not from there. Mm. And the reason why I wasn't sure about it, because obviously I'm Mexican, I'm, I'm a child of immigrants, I'm an immigrant myself, I was brought over here when i was like one and 11 months i had my second birthday here i know my whole life being here in chicago and but i'm i'm still like mexican so growing up an immigrant you you don't really feel like you have an actual home like at least with me and that kind of like leads into like some of my low points like some down days it's like um like even like simple things like being able to like travel like across the country like you can't really fucking do you know like sometimes you're like over your head like you know like you're worried and stuff you know Mm -hmm. um because like this is technically my home but technically it's not technically my home is mexico that's my homeland that's where i was born but i know nothing of that that place i have no memory of it but then here sometimes intentionally or unintentionally or just like the environment the circumstances sometimes it just didn't feel like home growing up mm-hmm. now it's different obviously now i this is my home if someone asks me i tell them i'm from chicago and i'm from mexico gets froze again oh no <laughs> vince yeah can you can you hear me now yeah okay so i don't know what happened there i'm sorry (laughs) it's okay uh uh, what was the last thing you heard um you you felt that more when you were growing up but now you're more just like okay with it i guess is like loosely translating from what you were saying yeah yeah so that's that's exactly it and like i said like growing up that's i felt like if it was an autobiography of myself it would be that because there were times where i just felt like like a fish out of water yeah. i felt like this was my home but people telling me it's not my home people telling me that's my home but i don't know nothing about that place you know like as much as i'm like very proud of where i am and who i am in my heritage it felt like i didn't have like an actual home or an actual yeah. place to belong 
And that's why I felt like that title fit. But the more and more I think about it, like it can fit. But I like Animo a little bit too. So like they they both fit. So like I, I'm giving you two answers technically here. That's okay. I'm giving you two answers because I think they're both apropos. Um but yeah, that's that's just kinda like the the story events, I guess. Like if you really just like unpack them and like figure out what this man went through growing up. Like like bowl cut like fetus Vince, what like baby Vince went up grow up well, baby dealing Vince with, you know. Was bowl cut. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I, I think those are two good titles because I feel like a lot of people can relate to that yeah. and can relate to the feeling of like this being your home, but not feeling like, but not being your home other somewhere else supposed to be your home, but not feeling like your home. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of, if a lot of people could see that and just like relate. I'm like, Hey, I feel like that too. So it's not just me. Yeah. And then also with like the animal title, like sometimes you just need that encouraging word, that encouraging push that like you can do this, like you got this. And I think both titles are apropos. I think they're both like fitting. Yeah. So I couldn't just pick one. So I just went, it gave you both. That's okay. I'll take both. That's fine. So we're almost done. Now, like I said, we're filming this October, technically now, the 18th. Yeah. Um, this is going to come out November 15th. So mm-hmm. any future plans for the next month or two um, for either Smackin' It Raw or Straight Talk or anything else you're going to be a part of mm-hmm. and you would like to let the people know, go ahead. Okay, well, um, obviously, Smackin' It Raw, you can find us every week on Pornhub, YouTube, yeah. Spotify, everywhere. Um, we continually doing that. I've taken on the adventure of hosting my own sub show from the Smackin' Raw family called Spitter Swallow. If you don't watch the show, first off, what is wrong with you? You should be watching the number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub. How dare you? Um, but our format system in which we grade things is Spitter Swallow, whether we like them or And I decided to make that into its own show. So we did... Uh, we did Extreme Rules, Spitter Swallow, which you were on the debut episode on with Wreak Havoc. Um, I finished recording uh, the WWE Draft Spitter Swallow with Justin from Get Show and Benji Calavera. I'm having some tech issues getting the video up, um, but once I get that resolved, obviously get it going. Just keep an eye out for that. That's going to be like a monthly podcast I want to do. It's like a reaction podcast, just something short form mm-hmm. to help get our YouTube numbers up. Yeah. Uh, with straight talk, honestly, I'm pretty much like Re Havoc. Like when I get the chance to drop something, I drop something. I want to be more consistent, but I just obviously I can't because I have a, a lot of stuff on my plate. Yeah. But in terms of stuff that I have going forward is a little spoiler, but we might have a follow up to that WWE draft we just recently did. Have some Survivor Series fun. We'll we'll talk about that some more. We'll talk. We'll talk. The NBA, the NBA season should be like in its infancy uh when this drops so i will be having more nba podcasts going up i sh- hopefully would have an eastern conference and and western conference like predictions slash tier ranking video mm-hmm. with a bunch of like different people and stay tuned you never know when i might just do a random podcast with justin from getcho and just like straight straight getcho you know we we make like a like a mixture or something but it usually that like just uh, just keep and keep on tap with my social media at SES Vincent. I should be posting some fun stuff. Yeah. 
easy in love. Yeah. Now, I have asked you so many questions, so many things. You've given me plenty of answers. Do you have <laughs> any questions for me? Podcast, um, personal, anything you want to know? Well, I do have a few. I do have a few questions. Some are a little bit more fun. Some are a little bit more like I want to like they would be asking your own episode of Inside the Mind of, you know, okay. Kitty Kinsey. Uh, so first off, when we were talking about earlier, it's like, I know you're into Harry Potter as well. Yes. What is your house? I'm a Hufflepuff. Same. Me too. <laughs> Everybody wants to be Gryffindor or nah, Slytherin so bad. Gryffindor. Slytherins are cool. <laughs> My best friend's a Slytherin. I love her to pieces. So mm-hmm. that proves like Slytherins and Hufflepuffs can actually be best friends, even though they're completely mm-hmm. different. Right. No. Hufflepuff for the best. Shout out. <laughs> yeah i don't see too many ravenclaw out there so like Ravenclaw's... like we don't fuck with yeah yeah, yeah we... sorry if you're a ravenclaw but it's rough <laughs> yeah yeah no but that that's what i was gonna ask because i i when i find out that someone likes harry potter i'm like what's your house yeah because i know you were talking uh i froze again no no you, i can I froze still again. hear I, I can still hear you <laughs> You, oh okay okay you were just your picture was kind of frozen for a second uh, okay 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 maybe it was all the slander towards ravenclaw it might have been honestly <laughs> might have been maybe my laptop's ravenclaw and i just don't know about it <laughs> yeah your mac <laughs> is a ravenclaw it all makes sense <laughs> yeah it all makes sense why well, i have all the text issues now right that darn ravenclaw mac uh but yeah i usually <laughs> like to ask uh any fellow harry potter fans like what house it pertains. I think like that's my go-to question. Yeah. Um, I guess like uh, the other question, because you asked me this and I was, I've always wondered this is how did you get involved with SmackDraw? Cause. Oh, see now you froze. <laughs> Wait, are you back? I think. Okay, I think you're I? back. Okay. Okay. So you <laughs> asked me how I got involved with SmackDraw. Yes. Yes. That was my question. Okay. Um, I feel like somebody else asked me this too, but I'll, I'll answer again because I've, I've said it multiple times, actually. I, mine was also a tweet. Really? Um, I tweeted like, you know, middle of pandemic. I was bored. I had nothing else to do. I like, I love wrestling, obviously. <laughs> Who would have thought? And <laughs> I tweeted, I was like, oh, like what's your girl got to do to get on a wrestling podcast? Steven from Wrestling News World responded and was like, mm-hmm. well, like, DM me. And I was like, what the fuck? Okay. Like, dude asked you to DM him on Twitter. Little sketch, especially if you're a girl. Right. Yeah. But yeah. I did it. I said, ah, what's the worst that's going to happen? Um, Come to find out, he said he had a friend who had a show and they were looking for a host. Uh, I think he also said producer at the time, but I ignored that part. Uh, for AEW, and that was like mm-hmm. the big thing because at that point I'd already been to an AEW show. I was like, I loved the Young Bucks and I watched BTE and all that kind of stuff. So like, I watched their journey to AEW. And I said, sure. So he got me in touch with Kyle. I had a Zoom interview thing on like a Friday. He asked me if I wanted to be on, and I said, sure. And then that following Monday was my first episode of Smack Draw. 
Interesting, because um, all I know, because I was obviously still working with Smackdown at the time. Yeah. Rob Rude, who was running and producing AW, uh, he had to bow out because of work and just dad responsibilities. Yeah. And that left Kyle having to not only do Raw, SmackDown, but now AEW. And all I was doing at that time was NXT. Sometimes I would give him a give him a hand and sometimes do Raw or SmackDown. Mm-hmm. But he needed someone and I just don't remember how he he got you. You know, he somehow lucked into like a fantastic pickup and all I know is that I think it was like a connection through Wrestling News World. So I always just assumed that you just worked with Wrestling News World or something. Nope. <laughs> that's funny. Literally that's funny. It was tweet. just like a random tweet. We both got our start the same way. That's fa- that's hilarious. Can How ironic. Believe. That's awesome. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, I have more questions, but I, I, I want to save those. Like, I want to save those in case in, because in, I feel like those might be answered in your own episode of Inside the Mind, though, because I think that's something that the people want to see. Well, you know what? I guess that's my fi- my final question. It's like, will at some point will there be an Inside the Mind of Kitty Kinsey Bebe? I I don't know. I feel like the people would want it. If... The question is, how would you go about it? That's that's something I can to think about. I mean who do I have be me like in this mm-hmm. uh I think Justin calls me the the Katie Walters in his episode <laughs> which that man that man made me crack up the entire time oh I can't wait to listen to that episode it's it's a fun one it's funny um so I don't know who I would pick to be the me in that situation like the the mm-hmm. host if you will because the questions are the same for every person it's just I happen mm-hmm. to hear something take it run with it and then move on yeah which people can do anyways i mean hell we all do wrestling podcasts and we know how to branch off you start talking about one thing leads to a rant about another like mm-hmm. that's what we do i do it all the time so i don't know who i would have be me in that situation mm-hmm. if the people want it I'll I'll make you this deal. If the people want it, and I can figure out who I want to ask me these questions, I will do it. Sounds like a deal. I will go ahead and put my head into the into the bunch of I should not do it because <laughs> I don't think I should. <laughs> I'm you a... said I don't fucking want this responsibility. No, thank you. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. 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 No, 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 no. Fuck Anima on this one. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I, I, like, 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 yeah, no, mm-mm, no, I don't want that because, uh, I think you do a fantastic job and I don't feel like I'd be able to like fulfill the role that you fulfill. And I want to make sure that when we dive into the inside the mind of Katie Kinsey, make sure we're really taking a good deep, like insights and peel back the curtain, how we properly should. Well, I'll ask you this based off of our friend group because i want it to be someone i'm like friends with because mm-hmm. someone i'm comfortable with um who do you want to see be the the katie walters if you will uh funny enough as we were uh talking about this i actually been thinking about it and i don't think one person can do it 
Really? I think I, I don't think one person can do it. So if I had to have a vote, I feel like you should have like a panel, like similar to like your whole idea of like your like sit down dinner with like three other wrestlers. I feel like you need three hosts to reel you in and like really get like that the most out of that podcast because they bring different dynamics because you're like a swift army knife. You know what you want this episode to be, what you want out of it. And Mm -hmm. I feel like there's no one that I know they'll be able to accomplish everything that you want to accomplish in that episode. I feel like certain people can do certain aspects of it, but not everything fully. So I would say for one, your advocate wreak havoc would have to be one of the panel people. And uh, Mr. Matt Ritter himself, I feel like both you and I have a strong friendship relationship, both like outside of the podcasting, but mm-hmm. inside, inside the pos- podcasting world as well with him. I feel like he does a fantastic job of like running and writing the ship on Smackdown as much as I may try to derail it with my blasphemous slander. Um, and then also I feel like Savannah. I feel like Savannah should have a seat on the table given that she's her co-host on the Sheely Showcase. And she, I feel like would be one of the most, the, the one person that would be able to get some questions out of you and get some answers. So I think that's what it should be. Kind of like a, kind of like those media scrums yeah. type setting where like they each have like their, like their direction where they want to go and just ask their questions. So I guess it would be more of a Q&A inside the mind of Katie Kinsey. That's how I picture that episode going. Okay. Listen, uh, like I said, if the people want it, I'll make it happen. I'll say I'll say next year because like how I'm filming these, uh I mm-hmm. have basically until December already done or right. will have done. So, I'll say next year. Or maybe it'll be a little Christmas treat to the people. Who knows? Sounds fantastic. But only if at least not be that to everybody. <laughs> I think the people will. I think you underestimate how much people look forward to your content. I do. That's that's one of my that's one of my downfalls. I've talked about it before. Uh, I undersell myself. Same here. Honestly, honestly, I totally get it. That's why when you're talking to me about like like the stuff that I do with Smack Raw and even Smack Raw, it's like maybe I'm a little self-deprecating in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Because I'm very hard on myself. I feel like I'm my own worst and harshest critic. And I hate going back and watching my stuff. I always nitpick. I always think something's terrible. Mm -hmm. So that, that, that's, that's just kind of like where, where I'm at with that whole situation. But I, I, I get it, but that's, that's something that the people really do want. And again, like little, like little known fact, you may or may not know this, but once I left Smatra, you were the reason I was still watching the program. I was like, what is Kitty Kinsey doing over there on Smatra? Formerly known uh, as Katie Katie. <laughs> let's not have any copyright strikes on here. I you know, we don't want no season, no season desist sent ha- this way. It will not happen, I swear. <laughs> For real. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. Uh, the people want it, Katie. The people want it. Listen. You know what, I'll even, I'll do you one better. After we end this, so Monday, tomorrow, I'll ask around, I'll ask the people, I'll see what they want. You can make it like a special anniversary episode, or like a celebration episode. I could. Make, yeah. 
like let's say you reach like episode 50 episode 25 or like whatever milestone you want to hit because you will hit that milestone at some point maybe you could save it for that as long as we get it (laughs) so you want an inside the mind of katie kinsey baby yes yes battle all right all right all right we'll see it's more likely gonna happen damn you friends <laughs> now that i put it out there it's gonna happen oh yeah you put it in the universe and knowing our friends yeah. it's gonna happen they're gonna make it happen they are i'm gonna get ambushed just one day there's gonna be like hey what are you doing i'll be like nothing good your turn and it's gonna be mad. And it's gonna be mad that like ambushes you, and then there's wreak havoc and everybody else. Like it might just be the whole cafeteria, like just like having Q and A's with you. So we'll see. Benji's we'll see. not allowed to ask me any questions. <laughs> Benji's Benji, not allowed. If the... Benji's there, he's not allowed to ask me anything. I don't even think Benji's allowed on the show just yet. <laughs> no, he's he's gotta work his way. He's gotta get back into my good graces. <laughs> yeah, that whole Pittsburgh situation really like took still a damper on things. Because I still don't have an answer. If the, man the gives me, if the man gives me an answer he might be allowed on my show that's the whole point it's like oh that makes sense like he did it to get a rise out of you you know that he has no rhyme or reason as to why he said it other he's than to get ass. a rise out of you he's an ass he's Benji that's who he is <laughs> uh, do you have any other questions for me uh, no I, th- I think we have a pretty good basis of questions that I want to ask uh, That's yeah I think I got, I got him out of the way <laughs> As I say, you're allowed to ask me however many you wanted. Well, true, but if I ask too many questions, uh, that leaves less questions for others to answer. And also, too, you know, want to save that for the inside the mind of Katie Kinsey. So I may, I, I may, I may have some in the bank waiting to like release one once that episode drops. No, no, it's terrifying. But... <laughs> All right, Vince, uh, before we end it, end it, tell the people where they can find you. Of course, I will have uh, descriptions or links to all your stuff in the descriptions, but tell the people Mm -hmm. where they can find you. Uh, I think the the easiest way to find me, uh, I've worked very hard to have this continuity. Just search up at SCSVince, Twitter, Instagram. You can find me there. Honestly, it's funny enough. I I actually did it just for shits and giggles. I googled my, at, at SCS Vince and I show up. Uh, oh my, my work on Smackdown shows up. My work on Straight Talk has happened, and my just like my my social media accounts show up. So you can search me up if you want to follow me. That's probably the best way to keep in, uh, keep track with all the stuff I post or all the all the projects I'm working on. If you want actual links to all the media, it is Linktree slash scs vince it will give you the link to my spotify apple podcast google podcast i think i have stitcher youtube and it also does have my social medias for instagram and twitter as well mm-hmm. so go ahead and follow that and uh go follow the smack the raw podcast instagram account that's at smack the raw pod i'm the one that runs it matt runs the twitter but we're trying to get the numbers up there so go ahead and do that and uh subscribe to uh youtube dot com slash creation world or slash the creation world because mm-hmm. we're trying to get the subs up there too so we'd really appreciate that yeah like i said that'll be in the description on the video and the audio mm-hmm. uh and of course for me because i always have to just 
plug myself, I guess. Katie Rasmus 13 <laughs> that's where you can find me on Twitter. You can find the link tree in my bio. That'll take you to all things SheLeach Showcase. YouTube, Twitch, um, the Instagram, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Fuck Apple Podcasts because I still can't figure it out. I might have to figure it out by the time this comes out. Hopefully. It's It's been t- hoops and terror. It's I honestly, I honestly have no idea how I got Apple Podcasts. I have zero idea how I got on there. I've tried. I've tried. I went through Anchor. It just refuses to work. I'm giving up on it for the time being. But we're we're on other platforms. Yeah. Um, so everyone you know, has Spotify. Exactly. Everyone has Spotify. Google it. YouTube it. Whatever. Subscribe. Follow. Do all the things. At least mm-hmm. subscribe. I'm trying to get a custom URL so I can just be like YouTube.com slash slash she lead showcase. Yeah. Terrible. Don't worry, Katie. I'll go ahead and get like 150 burner accounts and make sure you get those subs. <laughs> yeah, all your burner accounts that you used to vote for yourself in the draft. Yeah. I did not. No, no, no. Oh, Don't I'm put sorry. that message. I'm sorry. That was Benji. My apologies. No, no. Benji <laughs> maybe had like two burner accounts, but that's about it. Two thirty. Who's no, no. I, I, I think, I think you're a little biased there, Katie, because you barely, barely lost that. You were like ran the thick of things. You had to lead at one point. I don't want to talk about it. Thank you so much, Vince, for joining me on Inside oh. the Mind of. Thank you, Katie. Thank you for having me. It was a blast, and I had fun. I'm glad to do it. And the minute you dropped these Inside the Mind of, I was like, man, if she asks me, I'm on it. I have to do it. So just, again, thank you for having me. Oh, no, no. Thank you. And thank you to everyone who has listened or watched. If you watched, you got to see Vince freeze a few times, so enjoy that. <laughs> but until next time, we'll see you later. Bye-bye.